Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim is brought to you by Manscaped. And in this episode, we're chatting the Duke as well as all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Tim Ifland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And we love that you're listening to us talk all things movies. Thank God you're here and make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know where they are. Mm -hmm. And also head over to www.popcornpodcast.com. So the Duke takes place in 1961 where Kempton Bunton, a 60-year-old taxi driver, stands trial for stealing Francisco Goya's portrait of the Duke of Wellington from the National Gallery in London. The truth of this real-life theft is the stuff of legend. The stuff of a legend indeed. Yes. Cannot wait to unpack this one. The Duke is directed by Roger Michel with a screenplay by Richard Bean and Clive Coleman. The movie stars Jim Broadbent, the one and only Helen Mirren, and Matthew Good. I love that introduction, Helen Mirren. She deserves it every time. I also love the way I said Matthew Good because he's a yummy little snack. (laughs) All right. (laughs) A little yummy barrister snack in this film. Now, Lee, based on a true story is always a hook for me. Yep. And this one had me both hooked and sinkered because the series of events that transpire are remarkable, aren't they? I can't believe that it's taken this long for this story to come out, but apparently the records only became public 
I don't know, a number of years ago. Right. So is that why this story hasn't really seen the light of day? But also, aside from the records becoming public, Kempton Bunton's grandson, so his son's son, actually emailed one of the producers and said, I've got this story, this amazing family story, and I want to turn it into a film. Gosh, I'm so glad that email was sent because what a wonderful film we have here. So another piece of trivia, right? Mm -hmm. The Duke, the painting The Duke, is the only painting to have been stolen from the National Gallery in its 196-year history. Can you believe that? That is insane. And that does put a little bit of perspective in how rare a crime like this is, Mm -hmm. this stranger-than-fiction tale. Yeah, of a 60-year-old man climbing through a window... To steal a painting that was just sitting there on an easel behind some rope. It wasn't even behind glass or anything. And you think how strange that is because have you, you've been to Paris to the Louvre. Yeah. And the Mona Lisa is behind bulletproof oh, glass and God, yes. all that sort of stuff. You you can't linger for long because you have to move because, mm. of course, it's Paris and queues are the thing that they do so well there. <laughs> yes. all right, I spent, I've spent half my time in Paris on queues. Yeah. It's like the city of queues. <laughs> Do you know another thing that I can't believe from this story mm. is that Scotland Yard didn't take the ransom notes <laughs> seriously. Yeah. So Kempton Bunton sent ransom notes to, yeah. to Scotland Yard or to the gallery. And, you know, Scotland Yard had grand designs that it was the work of the mafia. Yeah. And they just completely ignored the evidence that was right in front of them. You know, it's that age old saying, when you hear hoofs, you think horses, not zebras. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Love that saying. Yeah, and at no point did they think or assume or dream that it was a penniless man from Newcastle yeah. that was behind this art heist. And you said that he sent ransom notes. What he was demanding was a bit of a Robin Hood type stance, if you mm. will, like take from the rich, give to the poor. So he was demanding in his ransom notes that the value of the painting of £140,000 at the time mm. be donated to charity in order for it to be returned. So that they were his demands. Yes, and the charity, his biggest crusade, mm. was making the TV licence free for old age pensioners. Now, we've both lived in the UK. Yes. So, I mean, this is strange to people who don't live in the UK, but you have to pay a fee to watch the BBC channels, yes. which is most of free-to-air television, yeah. which isn't free to air, obviously. You have to pay for it. Yeah. And it only became free for the over 75s in 2000. This is the thing that Kempton Bunton spent most of his time campaigning for. And that was 60 years yes. ago. You know, I've had a knock at the door in my apartment in London. Really? Asking whether I have a television. Yeah. So, because there was no record of a TV license being paid right. from that address. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have a television, which is wild. In the time that I lived in London, yeah. I did not have a te- I work in television. <laughs> um, but I was, you know, streaming things on, on my laptop and, and, right. and such like. So, I had that encounter as they do in this film, mm. getting the knock on the door and them believing or getting a Uh, sense of whether you're telling the truth or not. I'm like, I don't have a television. I said, this is my, I said, I work in TV. I work 12-hour shifts in presentation. I don't want to come home and put the television on again. I I see enough of it. And they must be thinking bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody has a TV. Yeah, this 22-year-old little shit, (laughs) you know, at the door. (laughs) Of course they didn't believe me. God. What I loved about Kempton as a character is that he's morally steadfast and anti-establishment, right? Mm. Which led to him losing his jobs pretty regularly for challenging authority. He always stood up for what's right, even if it meant going to prison. And he did go to prison a couple of times. He did. Uh, Which is really sad because, as you said, he stands up for the greater good. Mm. That's his philosophy as a person. You know, him not being able to hold a job 
his boss was telling him that he talks too much yeah. and it's all like bollocks or bullshit what he's saying. Yeah, like yeah. They're not interested. And then he works for a, a bread making factory. Yeah. But he defends a man who is subject to racial discrimination. Yeah. So he stands up to the manager who's mm-hmm. doing that and he gets the flick as a result. So this guy, he is putting himself out there. He's not afraid to. Yeah. He's doing the right thing, but he suffers these unfair consequences as a result. Yeah. And uh, working as a taxi driver. For a brief mm. period of time as well. He doesn't yeah. accept fares from old age pensioners who can't afford it. Like, right. how lovely is this So man? lovely. But the capitalist world does not agree. No. <laughs> uh, so Jim Broadbent plays oh, Kempton Bunton. Let's and talk about him. he's absolutely charming as this bumbling idealist. I felt really <laughs> sorry for him, like in a nice way, you know. Mm. Like I wasn't pitying him. But he has dreams and he wants purpose in life. But he's always being brushed aside and not taken seriously. He just wants to make the world a better place, really. He does, yeah. And even his wife doesn't take him too seriously. Now, just talking about him and his wife, Mm. there is a really tragic but quite raw family drama at the centre of this film too that's so beautifully played out. It leans into how different people deal with grief. Their eldest daughter, Marion, died in a tragic cycling accident. Mm -hmm. And he deals with grief by writing plays about her and telling the story through that. But then Helen Mirren's character, she doesn't want to talk about it. She's completely overcome by grief and is in in a lot of pain. So I I loved that raw element Mm. of this movie. It went there and it was quite beautiful and tragic but uplifting at the same time. It was, absolutely. And Helen Mirren's character is the type of person that was brought up that you keep your business to yourself. You don't air your dirty laundry. And so grief is something that she keeps to herself and is very personal. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's embarrassed by his attention grabbing antics, you know, and worried about what people will think, the fact that he's been in prison. You know, she's just a simple woman who's frustrated and and doesn't like to make a fuss or draw attention to herself. I think you'd say she's absolutely sick of it. Right, yeah. (laughs) Despite all his actions having good intentions, Mm -hmm. you mentioned a really good point that she's embarrassed. Like she just wants to have the family together and operate as, Mm. as normal She's the breadwinner of the family as well. She's the only one that can hold a steady job. She's a cleaner for a middle-class family in Newcastle. So she just wants him to get that all out of his system and then come in, let's just relax and live our life as normal as possible. But he's got other ideas. Yeah, but there's also a really strong familial reason that he sends ransom notes about the painting, why this painting was stolen. And we're not going to give that away, but it's a nice twist to the film. So he's not just crusading for himself. I 100% agree. That is a a key core theme that is apparent throughout. Just on that in terms Mm. of those little twists and turns and idiosyncrasies about this movie – I loved the pacing of it and how it introduced you to the characters, the world, the environment. I was so invested in everywhere this story took you. It's like an old-fashioned heist movie. Yes. And the energy of it and the way they use split screen and the music, the 60s and 70s music. It gave me real flavours of, you know, like the Italian job Ah. or something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, the one with... The original Italian yes, job, the, right? Not the Mark Michael, Wahlberg, no. Charlize Theron one. So I was like, really? Oh, no, there was an original. No. <laughs> Michael Caine version. Yes, that's it. They also use real news reports of the incident and that sets the period really well, don't you think? It really helps set the context and educate you as the viewer mm. about what's going on in the world and how it influences the behaviours and actions of the characters. Mm. I loved that layer of this movie. And watching those news reports of the police, you know, giving – interviews on on what they're doing to track down this big criminal and it's, it's just this old guy from 
Newcastle or wherever it was. Having a cup of tea yeah. in his armchair. I want to talk about the 60s and how it's portrayed mm-hmm. in this movie. You know, the 60s is a fabulous period to look back on, but that's not what we get in this movie. We don't get the glamorous portrayal of the 60s. No, it's the working class area. It's the working class area of Newcastle, which was devastated by World War II, which took place 15 years or so before mm. the events of this movie. And Dina Collin, who's the costume designer, mm. she said of the costumes that she designed for the characters that the buttons, clothes would have been hand-me-downs. It needed to feel like they hadn't bought anything new since the war. It was important to not have the distraction of a new outfit, so we only had very few clothes for the family. So I mm. like those choices that they made. Yeah, he wore that same old overcoat, but he did have yeah. a nice suit for, for court, for the old Bailey, didn't yes. he? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Before we wrap up, Lee, mm. did you have anything to say about Matthew Goode? Because you got very excited <laughs> about him at the opening. I do like him as an actor. He's, you know, he's everywhere. He's at the moment. He's in this show on Foxtel called The Discovery of Witches. He pops oh. up in a lot of films. Like he's just he's doing everything. And he's I, good. He was quite likable as this lawyer, wasn't he? Mm, yeah. You it, don't normally say that about lawyers, but no. But I think he took on this case as a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, but he was ultimately, as we were, just really surprised and taken aback by the endearing charisma yeah. of Kempton, um, which you just want to wrap up. And as everyone was yes. in the jury, on the news, like everyone just swept up in this story. And again, I can't believe that it's taken this long for it to be told. I agree. Well, shall we share how much we were swept up by this movie, Lee, and share yes. our final rating? So The Duke is a quintessentially British film, which is not a bad thing. It's delightfully old-fashioned and surprisingly uplifting and hard to believe that it really happened. But it did. If Jim Broadbent doesn't warm your heart as the crusading Kempton, then you're just dead inside. I'm calling it. <laughs> I'm giving The Duke three and a half popcorn kernels out of five. I love a true story told well, and the Duke nails it. I did not anticipate enjoying this film as much as I did either. Brilliant performances from Broadbent and Mirren, a laugh-out-loud script and stranger-than-fiction tale are but a few of the ingredients that make this such a memorable film. At its heart, it is about one man who stands up to the establishment and a couple who are dealing with the grapples of grief. It just also happens to be a heist film as well. I'm going to rate The Duke for Popcorn Kernels. There you have it, guys. The Duke is in Australian cinemas from March 31st. Support for Popcorn Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package, Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code POPCORNPOD at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and it's an absolute game changer, Lee. Manscaped were kind enough to send me some free product, which I've loved using. And even as a married man, I still need to keep things fresh and sexy down there. Oh, you do. (laughs) Inside the performance package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of those goodies. I have to say the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer is a game changer for me. I've got a bit of a hairy schnoz. I've got some weeds to whack (laughs) in my ears. So that is my favorite product in this package. 
Now it's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code popcornpod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code popcornpod. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. So before we jump into the news this week, we want to remind you of our latest giveaway. To celebrate the release of Scream on DVD, Blu-ray and digital from March 30, Popcorn Podcast has five Scream movie DVD packs to give away thanks to Paramount Home Entertainment. And that features Scream, the newest version, as well as a Blu-ray collection of Scream, Scream 2 and Scream 3. Scream returns to Woodsboro 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town. A deadly new serial killer has taken up the ghost face mask, targeting a group of local teenagers and resurrecting secrets from the town's past. To be in with a chance of winning one of five Scream Blu-ray DVD packs, simply head to the website popcornpodcast.com and tell us in 25 words or less which is your favourite Scream film and why. The giveaway is open now to Australian residents only and closes on April 1st and terms and conditions can be found over on the website. Now, I'm really excited to wave the Australian flag for this piece of news, Lee, because the Godzilla vs. Kong sequel is set to film in Queensland, Australia, with its expected studio hub to be on the Gold Coast and surrounding areas. The film will receive several incentivized grants and is said to inject Australian $119 million to the economy, employing more than 500 local cast and crew and 750 extras. Wow. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. Producer Eric McLeod has said the highly skilled crews, first-rate facilities and unique locations make filming in Australia a great experience. Don't you know it, mate? (laughs) The support from both the federal government as well as Queensland has always been critical to our success in achieving a high level of filmmaking and an unparalleled audience experience. 100%. Now, we've had so many films shooting in Australia lately, haven't we, Lee? From the first Godzilla vs. Kong to Thor Love and Thunder, which is out later this year. Also in the MCU, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Ron Howard's 13 Lives. Uh, the list goes on and on. Just call us the new backlot of Hollywood. <laughs> I heard it here first. Move over Hawaii. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, here on Popcorn Podcast, we have been clamouring for some kind of Avatar 2 news. And this week, we finally got something. Oh, my gosh, such a relief. Mm-hmm. So, Zoe Saldana, who plays Natiri in the film, has seen 20 minutes of the long-awaited sequel due to release later this year in December. Isn't she a lucky duck? She is a lucky duck. Quack, <laughs> quack. <laughs> Saldana has said, I can get choked up just talking about it. I was able to see just 20 minutes of the second instalment and I was speechless. I was moved to tears. What an endorsement. Now, little is known about the sequel to the highest grossing film of all time, but this comment is but a small taste of what director James Cameron clearly has in store for us and our return to Pandora. Can it live up to the expectation? There's a lot of expectation on these films. Isn't there justice? A heavy, heavy weight indeed. God. And speaking of Avatar 2, it was also announced this week that the first trailer will run before Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in May. So that's not long to wait and it offers a huge platform to run before the highly anticipated MCU entry. 
I mean, this makes so much sense. Obviously, the MCU forms part of Disney, Mm -hmm. 20th Century Studios, which are producing the Avatar sequels, forms part of Disney. So it is the perfect platform. And I I don't know, am I a little more excited about seeing the Avatar 2 trailer than Multiverse of Madness? I don't know, maybe a combination. Wash your mouth out with soap. I know. Mm. My mother used to do that when I was a child, so (laughs) that's rather triggering. In some news, we just love to hear Rachel Ziegler, the star of Best Picture Oscar nominee West Side Story, finally got her Oscars invite and will present at this year's ceremony. Now, we say finally because she originally wasn't invited at all, which is just utter madness. I can't believe it. So Ziegler took to Twitter to share with her followers that despite her film being nominated for seven awards, she hadn't been invited and was looking forward to cheering on the Steven Spielberg directed film from the comfort of her home. She is the star of the film. That's unheard of. She is. I know. Absolutely insane. And she won the Golden Globe a couple of months ago. (laughs) So she had been awarded for her contribution to the film and then to not be invited to the Oscars. But yeah, wow. Outrageous. So the fan backlash was said to be the driving force to not only landing her an invite to Hollywood's Night of Nights, but seeing her present on the night, which is an exciting honour for the rising star. We'll see Ziegler next in Disney's live-action remake of Snow White, which is currently in production. Lee, the term break the internet, mm-hmm. you know, that gets thrown around a lot these days, but the internet certainly broketh when the Batman director, Matt Reeves, released a five-minute deleted scene from the critical and box office smash this week. Yeah, so the deleted scene includes an extended look at Irish actor Barry Keehan's take on the clown prince of crime himself, the Joker. We got but a glimpse of him at the end of the Batman, but here in this extended scene, we got so much more. We really did. So the scene takes place in Arkham Asylum and Batman faces it off with the Joker. He's trying to understand more about the Riddler. You know, he's trying to get some information from another psychopath (laughs) to learn more about another psychopath. So we see in this scene the true extent of his physical ailments yeah. like holy shit like what what did he look like what was what was part of his look well there's extensive facial scarring which of course is part of the joker's look generally he falls into mm. a vat of acid doesn't he yeah and he's got hair loss and that iconic maniacal laugh now i think the laugh and the voice was pretty spot on but i can kind mm. of see why he wasn't in it more because the makeup is actually so disturbing that I think it would be very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Did you get that? Like, I mean, you kind of have to balance between making it disturbing and also not making people want to cover their eyes for the entire time he's on screen. Yeah, look, they've definitely gone to the extreme end of Mm. the spectrum from an aesthetic. So if and when we do see more of the Joker in this franchise, it is going to be quite interesting how uncomfortable you feel as an audience Mm. to endure such a look for, you know, another three hours potentially. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's a very good point you make. So that's it for another episode of Popcorn Podcast, guys. We brought you the uplifting British film, The Duke. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single one. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 